Anna and Thruth travel by way of lightning to the place they once called home. They crash down, singeing the feather-laden ground beneath them as they reform. Anna shivers as she regains her sense of feeling, sparks still running through her skirt. Feels weird, right? Thruth asks, slapping Anna's back, forcing her to her knees. <laughs> you get used to it. The both of them look around, and Anna wonders if Thruth's also noting all the familiar feathers. Faya wasted no time redecorating. Thruth says before taking a breath and walking up to the front door. After a deep breath of her own, Anna follows. Thruth hadn't made a motion to enter, she just waited for Anna. Maybe because she saw that these were the next best steps to take, or because she herself wasn't ready to see what's become of their old home. This would be their first time seeing Jesus since the incident, right? Ready? Thruth asks, eyes on Anna's hand as it hovers over the doorknob. I don't know. Am I? A weak yet earnest smile takes to Thruth's face. After everything I've seen, I'd say you are. Everything you saw in your visions? Thruth shakes her head. Nope. You're way stronger than the Anna I thought you'd be. And still just as kind. Thruth looks away, but something pulls her attention right back to Anna. There's no use talking over Anna or talking down to her anymore. She's gone through too much. She'll understand. So please, Thruth, take her seriously. Strength was always a possibility, but it came at a cost. I live countless lifetimes in the seconds I look at someone's futures. So, like with Faya, there are futures where I... Thruth's shoulders tremble, and she loses her words. Thruth. Anna puts a hand on Thruth's cheek and stops her from shaking. I need you to tell me everything from now on, even if it's hard. Thruth reaches up and clasps Anna's hand within her own. <sighs> okay. It's possible you and Faya become like Morrigan. In those futures, I have to stop you. But I can't. And everyone suffers. Anna looks away, but can't keep her attention off Thruth for long. Thruth's trembling because maybe she's afraid. This time, Anna's going to be there for her. Anna's going to be strong for Thruth. She runs her thumb up the curve of Thruth's cheek towards her eye patch. Would it be better if you stopped me right now? Should I check? You're asking permission now? Yeah. <laughs> Athena says it's invasive. Smiling, Anna shakes her head. You're giving me a chance to save Faya the way Jesus saved me. Uh, for some reason, us being together brings Morgan back. If you had to choose one of us to get rid of, choose me. Idiot. Why? Hope needs Faya. And everyone needs hope. She's the last mortal. Faya doesn't want to share now, but maybe someday she... That's a lot to gamble on a maybe. Well, maybe things would be easier if I was dead. But you haven't smashed me with Mjolnir yet, so... Grunting, Thruth stomps her foot and knocks her forehead against Anna's. <laughs> You're so... stupid. Do you... hate it? Anna asks softly closing her eyes and keeping her forehead pressed against Thruth's. <sighs> no. Opposite. The two of them have never had a conversation like this. An
unfamiliar feeling rustles around in Anna's tummy, but she invites it to work through the rest of her. She isn't afraid of what it could mean, because she's just happy to be speaking with Ruth as something like an equal. Their foreheads had been touching for a while, and Anna feels now might be the time to open her eyes. She catches Ruth staring at her, cheeks red and eyes half-lidded. Those rosy cheeks grow more vibrant upon being found out, and Ruth glances away, finally ending the unification of their brows. Shaking her head, Ruth grabs both of Anna's shoulders, steadying her even though she hadn't moved. Keep still. Anna puts her feet together, straightens her back, and inhales. Right. You don't have to hold your breath. Ruth undoes her eye patch and lets loose the blue flames engulfing her eye. She stares at Anna for a few seconds, then ties the eye patch back on. Done. Really? That fast? I've gotten pretty good. I went through about 12,250 futures. And what you see? Ruth puts her hand over Anna's, forcing it forward so that they could grab the doorknob together. To have faith, Ruth says, turning the handle for Anna. They enter the apartment and linger around in the foyer long enough to consider turning back altogether. But they can't. They wouldn't because both of them have come so far and learned so much. Anna reaches the steps first. Her hand falls on the banister and her shoulders tense up. She turns and looks down at Ruth, who waits at the bottom of the steps. Aren't you coming? Anna asks, drumming the handrail with her uneven nails. Yeah. Would it be wrong for me to go? Jesus was so important to you. And he wasn't important to you? Anna puts a hand on her chest, as though that'd ease her quickened breathing. It doesn't, but she fights past it. You were gonna get married! So that means you loved each other! It isn't always like that. Ruth balls her hands into fists. People get married for other reasons all the time. Especially Acer. <sighs> In some features, I do. In others, I don't. But I never love him like you. Love him like me? A long breath leaves Anna, seemingly taking all her heat with it. You loved him so much. Well, you would have when you finally realized it. A breath leaves Thruth, and she shakes right along with Anna. He would have loved you too. I saw it. How happy you guys would have been. You don't know that, Anna says, feeling a tightness coil around her shaking limbs. She doesn't know where the words came from or what they meant, only that they felt right. I wish he was still here. I owe him everything. But you saw a future where I'm with him, and you assumed I was happy. But you can't know what I'm feeling. You aren't me. You can't know what I want. But finding out we'd be together made you sad, Ruth says, taking her first step up the stairs. It was because you loved him, right? Ruth says, gripping the banister tight as she goes up a few more stairs. She's closing in on Anna. They're a step apart, but Anna can hear Ruth's breathing as though they were one. It doesn't make sense. Anna's just a baby, just a kid, and it's exactly like Athena said. She's too young to understand these things, especially when it comes to truth. It's complicated. That's how Athena described it. Well, that's how Anna feels right now. 
Swimming. No, more like drowning. But she can't let it happen again. She won't let the bubbles fill her lungs. She won't let things go unsaid. Even if the words carry meaning that's beyond her years, Anna has to get it out. It was because I didn't want things to change between us! Anna shouts as though she were emerging from the sea and getting her first breath. It leaves her winded, but she presses on. I was afraid that I wouldn't matter to you anymore. I was jealous, but I wasn't jealous of you. I was jealous of Jesus. Jealous he'd get to matter more to you than anyone else. Tears bubble over the edges of her eyes. The baby cries because that's all she can do. Even if she's biting her lips so hard it hurts, she can't stop crying. More than me. <laughs> what are you saying? Ruth asks, sharing the final stare with Anna. I don't know. I just want to stay with you. A soft touch smooths out the frizzed-up hairs atop Anna's head, matting them down in a gentle swipe that travels to the back of her neck. Okay, Ruth says, as though everything were that simple for her. She shrugs for good measure, as if Anna weren't impressed enough. I don't get it either, but... I like being around you, too. I'll tell Faya it's because I want to keep her in line, but secretly you'll know why I'm really there. A sensation comparable to eating sugar fizzles through Anna, causing her feathers to ruffle wildly. They beat around so loud it sounds like there are dozens of birds flapping their wings happily for the pair. Feathers break away from Anna and dance around them. Anna looks up into Thruth's crimson eyes. Those eyes are full of confidence, quick to anger, yet brimming with love. Hopefully, they'll shine down on her from this day onwards. Ruth smiles a little, and Anna smiles a lot. Now come on, Ruth says, stepping by Anna and gently taking her wrist. Let's go say goodbye. She pulls Anna, and their bodies collide. Ruth turns around and thumbs away Anna's tears. You're covered in tears and we haven't even seen him yet. Quiet, Anna says, pouting. Once Anna's cleaned up, they continue down the hall, towards her old room. There's not much to say after that. They just go straight to where the incident happened. There's one last pause before Anna opens the door. Anna's eyes widen at the sight before her, or rather, at what she doesn't see. There are bandages strewn about the room, and Icor soaked into the carpet, but there's no body. Anna looks to Thruth, whose eyes widen as her limbs surge with electricity. Capuchat. Thruth asks herself in a quiet voice, while Anna stares at the spot Jesus should have been. Where's his body? Which future is this? Wait, but I saw that... No. When did... Lips smooth out along a gentle curve, and a giggle plumes from Anna. <laughs> she spins and smiles at her distraught friend. Jesus must have resurrected! He must be out there looking for us! <laughs> Thruth opens her mouth to respond, but stops at the sound of the door creaking open from the floor below. Anna, eyes wide, looks to Thruth, who shakes her head, raises a finger to her lips, and crouches, flexing her fingers. Anna follows suit. Silence reigns for a moment. 
Anna's about to whisper something when she hears footsteps. They grow louder and louder until... Wait here. A familiar accent accompanies the sound of Jesus' door opening, and Anna's breath snags in her throat. I'd like to give him a proper goodbye. Athena! Anna shouts, jumping up to rush over to the older girl. She's on her before she has a chance to respond, hugging her tight, smushing her cheek against the golden armor that encased her midsection. Anna? I missed you! Athena! A gruff new voice barks out, and Anna yelps, slides down the length of Athena's leg, and hugs the limb tightly, peeking out to observe the scary-sounding newcomer. A large girl steps in from the hallway, revealing an imposing figure littered with scars. She situates herself behind Athena, poised to attack. She was equipped with tightly fitted gold and black armor that adhered to her muscular physique. A red loincloth swayed gently between her toned legs, a matching cape flowing behind her. Taking note of the light violet hue of her shortly cut hair, Anna blinked, looked up to Athena, then back to the newcomer, squinting. The wild-looking girl locks eyes with Anna, who flinches at the sight of her narrowed green eyes. Snarling, the scary girl takes a step closer, pointing. Intruder! She barks, spit flying from her mouth as her face contorts into a wild snarl. Identify yourself. (sighs) And yo. Athena sighs and rolls her eyes. Where is Jesus Christ's body? The scary girl, Enyo, growls, scanning the room. Who are you working for? Speak or die. She bobs her head up and down in dramatic motions while speaking, causing her helmet to flip up and over her head. It crashes to the floor and rolls towards Anna, who squawks, flails her arms and sidesteps, nearly tumbling back in her effort to avoid it. Enyo! Enyo twists her neck back to lock eyes with Athena, pouting. (sighs) Too much? (sighs) Yes. Athena sighs and pinches the bridge of her nose, closing her eyes. Aww, I'm sorry, sis. Please don't be mad. I'm just pumped, you know? I want to make Mama proud. A light blush takes to Enyo's face as she beams, looking all too pleased with herself. Yes, I understand, but- I want to make you proud, too. Enyo blurts out, grinning and smacking one of her fists into her open palm, nodding. (sighs) Finished? Yeah, sorry. Enyo looks away sheepishly, rubbing the back of her neck. She makes eye contact with Anna, who gulps nervously and inches back. Aww, who am I kidding? I couldn't squash this cutie pie. Enyo takes a step forward and kneels, still towering over Anna. Squash? What? Anna yelps and goes wide-eyed, inching away from the scary girl. Grinning, Enyo pinches Anna's cheeks and plays with them as though she were little more than a doll, stretching and patting Anna's reddening face. Well, I guess I would if I had to, but I feel really, really bad about it. Enyo looks back to Athena. What is this little thing anyway? I've never seen anything like it. It's so adorable. Can we keep it? Please? Enyo begs as Anna writhes pitifully in the large woman's grasp. Anna's brow furrows as she tries and largely fails to speak while Enyo continues to mess with her face. (gasps) Hold up. Is that Thruth? Enyo exclaims, her attention suddenly drawn to Thruth as the Acer girl stands at Anna's side, altogether unperturbed by the sequence of events unfolding before them. The one and only. Thruth smirks and does a quick little half-nod in Enyo's direction. Sup? 
Athena, look, it's the Ruth! Enyo pulls her hands away from Anna at long last, causing her to yelp once again and stumble back unceremoniously. Clapping excitedly, Enyo hops up and pivots to face Athena. Can you believe it? <laughs> what are the chances, right? Pretty good, actually. Ruth chuckles and smirks at Athena. <laughs> I was starting to wonder if you'd show. Athena's eyes narrow on Ruth and Anna feels her feathers shuffle. We are killing it, sis. And you claps. We beat Lady Freya to the punch. Lady Sif's gonna be so stoked. And that means Mama's gonna be stoked. And that means everybody wins. What? My mom? Ruth frowns and narrows her eyes. Lady Freya? What are you talking about? Wait. Mama said we should leave Thruth to the Veneer twins, right? Enyo says, ignoring Thruth. If we were to bring Thruth back now, Mama would be... Yeah, no. Thruth cuts Enyo off with a growl and takes a defensive stance. I'm not going anywhere. No. Athena chimes in, shaking her head. No, she isn't. I have business with Thruth right here on Midgard. Uh, okay, but should we, like, call Lady Freya or something just to give him a heads up at least? Enyo, please, I'm the smart one, remember? There are variables at play that you simply wouldn't understand. Sending her home now would be ill-advised. Now, leave me to conduct my affairs in private. Enyo opens her mouth, but Athena raises her hand and fixes her with a stern look, stopping her. Downtrodden, she nods, and with one last look directed towards Thruth, trudges out of the room. Ugh, yeesh. Athena exhales, rolls her eyes, and shuts the door behind her. She stands still for a moment before breathing in and turning to face Anna and Thruth. Anna smiles and waves, but Athena seems entirely preoccupied with Thruth. She stares at the girl, hard, as though expecting something. So, <clears throat> how was Eden? A flash of gold lights up the room and Anna shields her eyes. She snaps her eyes back open just as a loud crash reverberates throughout the room and darts her head to the side. She gasps at the sight of Thruth, who looked every bit as surprised as Anna imagined she did, pinned to the wall by a large golden spear. In the next instant, Athena's up in her face, glaring at the smaller girl. <coughs> wow. <coughs> I actually didn't see that coming. <laughs> I take it you didn't have a good time this- Shut up! Athena shouts and smacks Ruth across the side of her face with the back of her palm. Easy now. You might hurt yourself. Ruth blinks, chuckling as she rubs her palm against her cheek. What's with you? You on your period like always? Kebeshet! The name bursts from Athena's mouth as the older girl leans in to grab hold of Ruth by the collar, yanking her up. Where is she? Ruth frowns and pulls her eyes away from Athena. I don't know. Oh, of course you don't. Of course, you stupid child! Whoa, you're angrier than I thought you'd be. Anna scoots back, brows furrowed as a frown forms across her face. This wasn't right. Why was this happening? What had she missed between them? Hey, why are you doing this? What happened between you two? You think you're some sort of hero, don't you? Athena yanks Thruth further up. Don't ignore me! Anna shouts, but her words don't seem to reach them. What's your deal? My deal? I almost died! I 
almost. But Ruth begins carefully. You didn't. Athena makes a guttural sound that's unlike anything Anna's ever heard come from the Olympian princess's mouth. She yanks her spear out from the wall, and Thruth crumbles to the ground with a dull thud. Coughing, she rises to her feet, brushing herself off as she glares up at Athena. You have no right to look at me like that! Athena's voice is so icy, even Thruth is disarmed. How much did you know? About Eden? About everything. Jesus, Fenrir, everything. I... I knew you'd survive. Did you know what that monster would do to me? Would say to me? Did you know how unprepared I'd be? Did you know how unfair it was to send me off without a word of warning? You lived. Get over it. You're so spoiled. You should be thanking me. You got to fight Fenrir. Acer would kill for the chance. Athena screams, summoning another spear, and sends it hurtling right at Thruth. This time, Thruth dodges, sidestepping at the last moment. The spear flies through the window, and Anna loses sight of the weapon as it disappears somewhere in the distance. Thruth, wide-eyed, turns to Athena. You aimed for my head. Did you know Jesus was going to die? Did you know how? Oh, when? Why didn't you do anything? I... Why didn't you say anything? Uh, I... Thruth, trembling, seems to nearly lose her balance. Gripping the window behind her, she blinks, gritting her teeth. Thruth... I can't explain it. Thruth chokes out, bringing her hands up to the sides of her own face as she shakes her head. Sometimes there's just so many futures, and I don't always understand what the right thing to do is, or I... She's scattered and sounds like she's trying to grasp at straws, like the words are leaving her in the wrong order all at once. I'm sorry, okay, for all of it. I didn't want him to die. And I don't want to lose anyone. You lost Keb. Athena cuts in dryly, and Thruth sinks to the floor. Or maybe she just wasn't important enough to keep track of. Is that it? No, I... You lost Jesus' body. I suppose that wasn't terribly important either, was it? No, of course it was... Is... Every single one. What? You lost every single one of us. That's it. No more. Anna rises to her feet and summons up the courage to speak. Shed didn't lose me. Athena slowly turns to face Anna. Anna. Ruth murmurs and looks her way. Mm, but she did lose you. Well, technically. Anna rubs the back of her head awkwardly. But she found me again. And in the end, it, it all worked out. Is that so? Uh, yeah. If I tell you everything that's happened, then you'll understand too. Thruth's been trying her best and you- Anna, I love you, but I don't want to hear it. What? Athena walks to the door and stands there for a moment, frozen in place. Come with me, Anna. What? Thruth isn't any good for you. I'll take care of you. <sighs> Hold on. Thruth rises to her feet and clenches her hands into fists. If you think I'll let you walk out of here with Anna. Oh, by all means, try and stop me. 
Athena hisses, taking quick steps over to Thruth. She glares down, teeth bared like some sort of beast. It's always been her, hasn't it? Anna's just so special to you. You always hated Jesus, so I was fairly surprised when you said you would marry him someday. You never took the time to get close to Kebeshet, and you always treated me like trash when I did everything I could to make you happy. Athena, please don't say that. Anna says, but Athena shakes her head and stomps a foot. Admit it! You only ever cared about Anna and her future because she makes you feel like the hero you so desperately need to be. Athena shouts, spit flying from her mouth and splattering against Thruth's face. You succeeded in brainwashing her and resented us because we weren't so easily fooled. We always saw you for what you were, Thruth. You aren't Midgard's guardian. You're just a brat playing with her daddy's toys. Those words were so cold they leave Thruth trembling before Athena. Athena glances back to Anna. Come. She's manipulated you enough. I want to stay with Thruth. Anna blurts out, lips trembling. I see. In that case, I advise you two to stay out of my way. Athena, what happened? Please tell me. I'm sorry for that, but I won't apologize for this. Athena kneels before Thruth, slowly. Locking eyes with Thruth, she rests her hands on both of her shoulders and leans in, searching the Acer girl's eyes. Thruth matches her gaze, but fidgets uncomfortably. I don't believe you. There's more to all of this than you're telling us, and I will get to the bottom of this. I will unearth whatever secrets you're hiding, whatever it is you're involved in, whatever it is you're withholding, I will find out. Athena, don't... I am not your friend. I trusted you with Jesus's life, with my life, with Kebeshet's, with Anna's. You failed us. I can't forgive you. Since you're not stupid, that only leaves one alternative. You're lying. I don't know what you're hiding from us. I only hope that Anna comes to see you for what you are. Athena! Anna whimpers, collapsing to her knees. It felt like everything was breaking apart around her. Athena stares Thruth down a moment longer before rising back up and making her way back to the door. With one foot out the doorway, she pauses. One more thing. If anything happened to Kebeshet, I will kill you. If anything happens to Anna, I will kill you. And when I find out what it is you're not telling me... Turning to face Thruth once more, a smile... Slow and joyless, lifts Athena's cheeks. I will kill you. You don't mean that, Ruth says, lightning surging around her fists. Anna hopes Ruth's telling the truth. It's one thing for friends to fight, but threatening someone's life is on a whole other level. One Anna, stupid, young, and naive, can't even process. Anna's feathers rapidly shake, becoming a blur as the resentment in the room grows. It spreads through Anna, making her sick. The room tilts, and Anna touches the nearest wall to steady herself. I do, Athena says, shrugging and looking away. 
Go on, check for yourself. It's just a bluff. There's no need for Thruth to check, right? There's no possible future where Athena would actually come to do such a thing. Anna looks over to Thruth for reassurance, but finds her taking off her eye patch. Blue flames blaze around her left eye. Thruth watches Athena. There's no way to know for sure how many futures Thruth's seeing, no, living. Each second leaves Thruth looking paler than the one before it. Sweat oozes from her brow, and she too falls to her knees, panting in a desperate attempt to reclaim the life that she felt leave her lungs. <laughs> a bright flash goes off from the center of the room. Lightning courses throughout Thruth's body, a discharge that makes every light in the room, maybe even in the apartment, turn on before shattering. Spit flies from Thruth's mouth as she shouts, Athena, stop! Thruth throws her hand out, as though she planned to shoot lightning, but not a single spark leaves her hand. They just circulate at her palm. If you walk out that door, everything will get worse. You're angry now, and that's gonna lead you to do things you'll regret. Thruth picks herself up and approaches Athena. You'll work with Hera and try and get her on the throne. If you succeed... Thruth reaches for Athena, but she sidesteps, avoiding her touch. When I succeed... Hera will bring ruin to the Nine Realms. You can't trust her. Athena shakes her head. I can't trust you either. This power vacuum wouldn't exist if Jesus were alive. So the way I see it, anything that happens to the cosmos from here on out is your fault, really. Because you could have prevented all of this from the very beginning. Athena spins back towards the door. I'll be leaving for real this time. Midgard isn't going to conquer itself. Once Mother is Queen of Queens, things will be better. Athena! Wait! Anna calls out while running up to Thruth's side. Oh, bother. Really? We're really still doing this? I know you're mad at Thruth, but I can't let you hurt her. Anna says, closing her eyes and taking a breath. So many faces flash in her mind. The denizens of Midgard, friends and enemies, memories of experiences. Everything she's learned, everything she's going to learn, and everything she wants to protect. Gilgamesh, Surtur, Achilles, Hercules, Perun, Aja, Shango, Oya, Tamamo, Susano, Otohime, Skaha, Ifa, Hope. Feya and Thruth. I won't let your mom conquer Midgard, Anna says as she takes a stance in front of Thruth, her arms out defensively, feathers shaking threateningly. I'm Morrigan, the Phantom Queen, and I've already made up my mind. Midgard is mine. Anna. So you can come at me if you want, Anna says, swallowing. But I'm not going to hold back or go easy on you. Anna doesn't know what to expect next. Maybe Athena would hit her? No, that wasn't something she would do. Though Anna never thought she'd be one to threaten anyone's life either, Thruth's especially. Maybe she'll just reprimand her, tell her that this doesn't concern her because she isn't old or smart enough to understand what's going on. Rather than berate or attack Anna, Athena smiles, laughs, and shakes her head. <laughs> <laughs> then, just as suddenly as she arrived, she leaves.
A few minutes go by, and it isn't until Anna's feathers stop shuffling from the tension that she falls to the floor, winded by a conversation that was more like a battle. A battle that she thinks she might have won, or at least survived, which was always a win in Faya's book. A soft sound comes from Thruth. It's a whimper, a weak and tiny sound that's more like something Anna herself might have made. She looks over to find a sight that leaves her petrified. Thruth's crying. It's terrifying because Anna's never seen her this way. It's upsetting because they've lost Athena and Anna surely made matters worse. It's painful because Thruth probably saw how everything was going to turn out and might be blaming herself. Anna crawls over to Thruth and wordlessly takes her into her arms. She cradles Thruth's head against her chest. Thruth sobs into her bosom as though she were in Anna's place and Anna had become Aoife. She doesn't know what she should say, so she doesn't risk saying anything stupid. Instead of words, Anna soothes Thruth best she can with her touch. Anna caresses from the top of Thruth's head to the bottom of her back, while humming the same melody Fea hummed for hope, a melody that proves the Morrigan can foster more than just anger in others, they can soothe as well. Whatever comes next, be it Athena, her mom, or the Morrigan's return, they were going to face it together. God Complex is produced by Name Pending Creations, featuring music by Jeremy King, art by Zoe Cox, and the voices of Tamara Fritz, Haley C. McCarthy, and Kate Page. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support the production, consider pledging to us at www.patreon.com npc. Every little bit helps in making the show better for listeners like you. Thank you.